Okay, so hello to everyone and welcome to this episode of Is This Seat Taken? And today I have with myself uh, the lovely Lydia. Hello, Lydia. Hiya. Uh, so can you just tell everyone listening uh, who you are and what you're about? Um, so my name's Lydia. Um, I'm from North Yorkshire. Um, I'm currently in Leeds at the minute and I'm a music producer and singer-songwriter. Amazing. So what got you into music? Um, well, there's lots of things, really. Um, I was always really interested in the guitar, um, and I started playing that when I was about seven. Um, and I started off having classical training for about six years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I sort of, um, it, that wasn't for me, and I ended up wanting to do acoustic, more sort of writing my own songs. And so I sort of taught myself chords, and it grew from there. Um, the singing didn't really, the singing's a funny story. Um, I literally just woke up one day and decided I want to sing a song. And my mum was like, oh, that sounds good. And then it sort of grew from there. It was never something that I always knew I was good at. It was just something that I've practiced and I enjoy doing. So did, did singing come naturally to you or did you have to work on it? Um, I think tone wise, it, it I feel like it came naturally but like looking back now on some of the recordings I did like my voice has matured so much and I can only assume that's through practice and working on it <laughs> um, but because I love it so much it doesn't feel like a chore to me. Yeah well that's nice and and what about writing your own songs when did you start writing your own songs? Um, I started writing my own songs when I was about 15. Um, okay. <laughs> they weren't very good to start off with um, but I the first proper song that I ever wrote was a song called Wonderland Um, and that was basically um, compiled from a bunch of poems that my best friend had written Um, and we sort of like smashed it all together with a little melody and that was that and ever since then I've just been writing (laughs) different bits and bobs. And then, so do you find when you write songs, do you find you find a melody first and then the words, or do you find the words first and then the melody? Um, I always struggle with finding the words because I um, I always feel like I need to get the right words. Um, so I usually find a melody first and then work on the lyrics. Um, but it depends, really. Some of the songs that I've written that have just come from sort of pure emotional situations, the lyrics just pour out because you know exactly what you want to say. Yeah. Um, but in other other times, it's really difficult. Like I always say, don't sit down and try to write a song. You won't get anything out of it. Um, yeah. It's much better when you're sort of just feeling a situation. Maybe write some buzzwords down or something like that. But like, just let it let it flow. Yeah. If you yeah, can be I... as honest as possible. Do you have to have? Do you have to find your words? So I don't write songs, but I I do sporadically write poetry, and it is kind of like it's an overwhelming of feelings, and they kind of all go down yeah. onto the paper. But I I must admit I like to make words rhyme, yes. and if I put too much thought into it, then it starts to it starts to sound shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you start to overthink it, and then it it, yeah. it no longer be it, it's no longer the feeling. It then becomes just yeah, like that's a thing. exactly it. That's my problem. I think sometimes if you overthink it and you're trying to make make it sound really complex and like lyrically poetic like you lose a lot of the feeling of the song sometimes I think the best songs and the most beautiful songs are just really simple honest accounts of like a story it doesn't even have to be something that's happened to you even like just maybe just a feeling Um, yeah but yeah I think my issue is sometimes is trying to overcomplicate it and forcing it to sound in a way that 
I'm not, not really listening to the actual emotions that's coming through in it. Yeah. Fair enough, it's fair enough. Yeah. So how how did you get to where you are today with your music? Well, <laughs> it's, it's been a long journey, to be honest. Um, I started gigging and doing like open mics and busking and all sorts of things when I was about 16. Um, and I started doing that in Skipton and Leeds and then in Reading a little bit when I was doing my degree there. How did you find the busking? Did you enjoy it? Did you get like a lot of like dickheads or were people nice or like no, was it kind busking. of was it daunting? Was it a... <laughs> busking was lovely um I I've had so many stories like I once got a note put in my hat just saying like your voice is beautiful and like it, yeah no really sweet stuff and like mum's being like oh that's my favorite song mine and my husband's wedding song or like little kids coming up and dancing I just think it's really sweet and like it's a lot there's a lot less pressure than doing like a live gig um, yeah it's just sort of fun and it's it's I feel like it just sort of brightens up the atmosphere of just maybe something that's like mundane like shopping yeah always, and do you think sorry sorry carry on <laughs> I always feel like I, whenever I see a busker I always give them some money whatever I've got even if it's a few pennies because I appreciate it and I know what it's like what, what they're trying to achieve yeah just to be shown that they're not being ignored and that I appreciate their music whatever it is yeah um, because I think it's a real service to the people around them that goes overlooked well that, that's exactly so I was gonna say do you find then with like when you do gigs in pubs um that you can be as free as when you busk or do you do you find that play, there's, has there been places that have said like actually can you do covers or can you do this or uh have, like tailored it to more of what the, the pub requires or like or wherever you're gigging sorry requires not necessarily just a pub but, um yeah no you know. definitely I think I mean not all places but quite a lot of places they want a certain specific sort of ambience for the sort it depends really sometimes it can be very free and you can sing what you want to sing but then sometimes I've been told you can only do originals or you can only do covers which is fine but it does sort yeah. of squander the 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 joy and the magic of actually doing the gig sometimes I think like sometimes you just become background music and whilst that's fine and you're still getting that you're getting yourself out there maybe you're getting paid on a few drinks or whatever it is it, you still need to be recognized as an artist and, and this is like your stepping stone to where you're getting to yeah it can be it can be a little bit difficult to not take it personally I think sometimes Mm. Um, but most of the time I just love performing and like my favorite thing is being able to make a crowd sing the words along with me and just like that pure sort of that feeling of joy where everyone's united like that's my favorite thing to do that's amazing this yeah this makes me miss gigs so much (laughs) (laughs) um so okay so after your bus so after years of busking what happens next in your story um so I started a a degree at the University of Reading um in 2015 um and I did two years there but I eventually dropped out because I um had a load of mental health issues and I moved home um Mm. which was a really difficult time for me it was sort of um I I went through a really bad breakup at the same time and then moving back in with my mum and dad and it was just a, a lot of things going on all at once and yeah it was it was hard because to be honest with you I didn't pick up my guitar for years and I stopped writing as well because I just couldn't because of because of your mental health yeah 
I mean, I was working a lot more because obviously I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have any money or student finance. So I was working pretty much full time for three years yeah. to get by. And that was weekends and evenings, mainly when gigs are. But um, just it felt like for me that I had so many emotions um, and so many things going on. I couldn't grasp one singular thing. I couldn't write about one singular thing because it just felt overwhelming to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Sometimes my thoughts can get really busy. Yeah, and and, and rather than try and like form them in, into sentences or words, try and get them out to try and put make sense of them. It just literally, you know, like Mr. Messy, yes. you know, from the Mr. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I look like it's like a scribble inside my yeah. head, and I just become I become very very anxious and stressed yeah. over that because I can't for I can't articulate how I want to be seen yeah, or heard exactly you know it. straight yeah, yeah um so it was just a really difficult time in terms of music um but I think looking back on it now I'm so glad that that happened because I wouldn't be here where I am right now if none of that had happened it felt like the absolute worst time in my life when it was going on but um, yeah. looking back on it now I can only like it was such a massive period of growth for me um, learning mm. not just about music and but relationships and my own identity and, and who I want to be and who I feel like I am and yeah because obviously like my sort of whole world came crashing down it, it I didn't feel like I knew who I was anymore and that yeah. feeling of wanting to know who I was but not really knowing where to start that was really overwhelming for me and it sort of felt like I was taking a step backwards whereas everyone else was you know making moves and doing things in life but that was exactly where I needed to be at that time yeah well thank you firstly thank you so much for sharing that story that story with me because I, obviously I know it's personal yeah, right um but no but thank you because obviously it's a it's a subject that um it's you know I think sensitive to lots yeah. of people and I think it's something that should be talked about more openly to understand uh different angles from it um so how do you think then like that period of time propelled you to where you are now I mean I know you obviously you said it, it helped you grow yeah. um do you think how did you get back into music um it's a bit of a difficult one really um I would say it wasn't for a lack of trying on my part but I would say mainly the people around me I had a long period of time I mean I've suffered from I've got chronic depression so I've suffered from it my entire life so it's not a new thing mm -hmm. for me but it was really the people around me that pushed me I think that saw my potential even when I couldn't I think it it was really hard to have confidence in myself and try to book those gigs and stuff like that when I was feeling so low um but it was just like small baby steps like maybe doing a gig here and there or just like picking up my guitar and trying not to care whether it sounded bad just doing it because I enjoyed doing it um yeah and it was really you know, I'd always wanted to go to uni for music, but when I was in school, we were told that wasn't a viable option. Obviously, things have changed now. You could be whatever you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really, it was my girlfriend who pushed me into um, applying for Leeds College of Music, which where I, which is where I am now, um, for my production course. Um, and I really honestly didn't think I was going to get in. And she <laughs> proved me proved me wrong every single step because I I've, oh. I've done all of that. I'm there now. Like, 
because that, well that, that goes back onto like your self-worth and I think it's like uh, when you have these shit yeah. moments um yeah. in life it's it's re- you fo- we focus so much on the shit things that are happening to yeah. put it bluntly and how to get out of it rather than trying to look for a yeah. lifeline do you know what I mean it's like being stuck in the bottom of a hole and thinking how do I get out of this hole rather than just looking up and seeing a rope and going okay how do yeah. I get that rope exactly um <laughs> and it sounds really simple I think when you're on the other side of it but when you're in that place those I think it's you can't really explain how valuable it is to have those solid, beautiful people around you um, and creating um, for them to create that space, but also, also for yourself as an individual, people as an individual to allow that, that space to come into, yeah, do you know no, what I mean? And, and, and to trust them and to trust yourself to think, uh, to, to push past that shit, everything's shit and go, actually this person is spending, this person sees this. So let's, trust this person when I can't trust yeah. myself and it's actually a very um vulnerable position yeah. to be in and 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 for for both for both parties I think for both re- receiving and giving and it, but it also is equally as beautiful um so I'm really glad that you were pushed yeah into no, music to, to, to acknowledge your to acknowledge the things that you that you were maybe overlooking yeah, definitely I think um, um you know when it comes to being trusting I've always been a very trusting person and I think that has been at times my downfall because I've been too trusting but um Mm. I think that could have easily you know turned me into a sort of bitter untrusting person who doesn't see the you know the help that people want to give but the older I've gotten the more I've had to accept that sometimes I will need help and it's okay to take it I you know I feel like a very I like to be independent. I like to know that I'm doing things for myself and it makes me feel weak sometimes that I have to ask for help. To ask for help. But... <laughs> yes! Why is that? But actually, I because I've done the same yeah. thing and now I'm just like, actually, fair play to you, Amber, for being able to ask yeah. for help because that's actually a, it's a strength now that I see in myself. And it took me a very long time to to appreciate that, um, that it's a strength yeah, to ask definitely. for help to go and say it's, it's, And it's okay. It is. It's absolutely I mean, okay. Tell me, give me one person who's done everything for themselves the whole life and then maybe I'll, you know, but like I just... And we, we, we're not born as Einstein exactly. or anything. Do you know what I mean? We're not, we're not born as Mozart. We're not born as whoever. Like we, everyone has to learn yeah. and grow and gain experience and, and, and what they're good at and how they, and how they can also access the yeah, things definitely. that they're good at. It's not always as straightforward as reading a book or, um, you know, some people are really gifted and luckily with certain things, but some people have definitely. to work on stuff. And it's figuring out which bits it is you want to work on to get to what you yeah. want to get to. Well, that's to. the thing, especially with music and then also with mental health on top of that, they're both things that you have to work on constantly every day and it's and and I think people get overwhelmed because they think oh I've got all of this to do and all of this to do but the the older I've got yeah. it's like if I have a day where I know I should be making music and I should be making lots of different pieces of music but I can't physically or mentally bring myself to do it even if I'm just sat in my studio playing something on the piano or playing the guitar or just singing along to karaoke that's practicing my craft exactly yeah i think so what else so what other instruments can um, you play <laughs> you just a piano i'm um, like what else so can you do <laughs> since i was seven um that's my main instrument i can not very well but like i teach myself i've taught myself a bit of piano and um, a bit of ukulele i like to think i could probably pay, play a beat on the drums but <laughs> um but <laughs> mainly with my production skills it's um 
it's all through something called MIDI, um, which is basically right. like, um, it's really hard to explain, but it's like um, inputting um, notes or sounds through like um, an electronic keyboard. So I can... Oh, is this the thing that looks yeah. like a dance Yeah, mat? yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So I know some other people who do music production and they they tried to explain it to me as well. And then he just said, basically, put yeah. it into YouTube. And I was like, oh, yeah, like pretty much. Mat with pretty colours. <laughs> but it's super cool because it's like, I can literally choose any instrument I want and then it will go into my keyboard and I can just input it however I want it. But um, I really yeah. love to like try and learn some more. Like piano is something I've always wanted to be good at. But it's such a it's such a masterful and beautiful craft. Like it's something that's gonna take years, but I really love the sound of it. Um, um just yeah. trying to think what else. I guess my voice is an instrument technically. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, those are my <laughs> main ones, but I'm never like shy. I'm always wanting to like listen and learn new things, really. That's nice to be open minded with it all, I suppose, especially if you're in a line yeah, of creativity. Definitely um so yes. your production so obviously I'm not a producer so um you don't obviously have to give me details but what what do you do with your songs and when okay, you produce them so um I'll try and <laughs> think of it in a simple way with my songs so um say if I've got a song written down it's just guitar and my vocals um I'll usually start mm-hmm. by getting the main melody or the bass line or whatever so the bass notes of the melody that I've come up with inputted into the computer into my DAW it's a digital audio workstation so I'm using Logic right. Pro X which I don't know if you've heard of but GarageBand it's like the Apple yeah so Logic oh, yeah. is like the yeah. uh, the full version of GarageBand um, so I usually right. start with the melody um, I'm quite a fan of having drums in my songs I like it to be upbeat and I think there's some beauty in being able to take like maybe a nostalgic maybe melancholic melancholic song but then still have it upbeat people could dance mm. to it if they want to but then if they listen to the lyrics they're like oh wow that's actually like <laughs> kind of deep um but yeah well, i usually start with the melody and then the drums um and then input my vocal line and then just sort of look at the arrangement you really want to sort of not overcomplicate it by adding parts in but some parts you want to look at every single part that you're adding in and saying does this add to the song or does this take away from it yeah um, and what I would suggest is like even if you've just got a really basic sort of like verse chorus verse chorus um sort of arrangement even if you just tweak each verse or each chorus with one tiny little addition and it's different um, that's a really great way to start with producing music. Yeah, that's cool. So, what do you do with the final the final thing? thing. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, there's a there's a process. So you do your recording, and then there's mixing, which is basically like adding in your effects and uh, sound levels, stuff like that, and then mastering, which is getting it ready for uh, commercial release and production, stuff like that. But um, usually, I just bounce out my tracks. Um, which basically turns them into an mp3 file and then I can either upload them onto SoundCloud or YouTube or place them over a video. Um, it's, I mean, it seems fairly simple to me now, but that's because it's, oh, it's yeah. taken years, <laughs> honestly. Like, um, it, it's, it's crazy to think about because I don't often think about it, but like the knowledge I have now, me sort of five, six years ago would kill to know that sort of stuff. Great, that's what, and that's yeah, what you've worked it's on. Just, it's, 
yeah in college now I'm learning like all the proper um functions and like how to do this how to do that but the majority of my life I've just had to work it out myself just play around until I oh, yeah wing it. Wing it, wing it. I think that that's, that's got yeah that's got that's got very I think that has bonuses though because like you at least you're like you're practically yeah. learning so you're knowing like when mistakes happen this is how you just rather than to avoid mistakes or avoid you know little yes. whatever's dips uh, uh you know like you know technically you're actually learning it and going oh I know how to get out of yeah no definitely especially in production and making mistakes is really important um because mm. I mean yes I'm just using my production skills right now for my own music but as a producer at one point in my life or some point I'm gonna be producing other people's music and you don't really want to be making those mistakes in front of your artists no. and performers really so it's really important to make the mistakes because then like you say you know how to get out of it yes exactly that so are you releasing so you're yes. releasing stuff now aren't um, you? so talk me through that how do you how do you self-promote your music uh, and how how yeah how so do you go about that promoting your music it's 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 a difficult one really because it takes a lot of attention and consistency um with releasing my music um so obviously I'm an unsigned independent artist so you have to go through a third-party distribution site to get your music onto things like Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, things like that um but it's not so much as just doing that and then it's sort of expecting people maybe to listen to it and then buying the song it's a lot of um like there's uh, release campaigns and making sure that like pre-saves are done like people pre-saving it um like a certain number say if you've got over 200 before your actual single comes out makes it more likely on like Spotify's algorithm for you to show up on like new artist profiles and playlists and things like that um and yeah uh, with Facebook any social media really um because do you think it's difficult do you think it's difficult now um where you have like to get people to buy your songs or albums or whatever because there's such an easy access to spotify and so to to, so i mean obviously i'm I'm a bit older than you and i know know i'm not musical but obviously i remember people buying cds it gets for it to get to number one whereas now it's about downloads yeah so i mean the, the, the amount of followers do you know what I mean um and I and obviously I'm new to this from doing just from doing the podcast yes. having to get people to follow me on certain platforms so that becomes my you know generates this yeah. popularity and no um, definitely I mean it's all about building your audience and retaining your audience as well um it's it is difficult I mean for me personally the money is sort of a bonus thing I just want people to listen to my music and like obviously like you say yeah it's all about you know it's difficult because of the platforms but then I guess you've got streams as well counting streams views followers it all adds up um so I think yeah yeah definitely I I mean I remember when it was all about CDs and stuff I think the physical side of music is something that's um sort of gone downhill it's not like you said it's not about that anymore um but but I, but I suppose in the same token, back in <laughs> back in the day, like buying those CDs and like tuning them and tuning into MTV to watch their you yeah. know the, the music video, isn't so much there anymore. But what you have got now is the yeah. Facebook and Instagram, where you see a much more personal way of someone's life, where you can connect in a very different and more real mannerisms. Oh, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Where you can show those. So there's you know there's 
it's definitely it's definitely pros yeah, i think to, uh well well change you know as, yeah as definitely how it's i mean i think um, also coming into um with mental health as well i think self-promotion can be really difficult especially if you have a lack of confidence in yourself but you have to be able to sell yourself to be able to get your music out there but i personally think yeah. that the best way to do that is to be as authentic as possible um because you're putting out yes. story you're telling your story and i think as long as you know that to be your truth then you're golden like I think there is a real advantage of the personal um sort of I don't know the, the... I think it's like having that self-satisfaction I know like from doing these again I know it's not music yeah. but these podcasts when I was about to like, start doing yeah. them like for real I talked about it for months and months and months because I, I was so scared that people would yeah. either find me boring or that no one or that yeah. no one would want to talk to me or that I had to keep a certain topic, which I didn't really want to do because I like to kind of like meander around and talk about things that I want to just talk about that's, that's yeah. real and interesting to me. Um, and I just got, and I remember just overthinking uh-huh. it too much. And in the in, in the end, I was like, you know what, sod it. I, yeah. I just want to do this podcast because I want to. I like talking to people and yeah. it will just happen. Um, and I'm really, and I'm really lucky that I, because, because of that authenticity of just being like, I'm yeah. just doing this for me. I don't care if no one listens. I literally yeah, just want to do it for me. It, um, and and that's a really was a really nice approach to have rather than keep thinking what other yeah. people were thinking of me. Um, and actually, it's been a beautiful confidence booster for myself. Um, and and to and I've been and I've been really really blessed like to talk, uh, talking with yourself today. And I and, and and lots of people just having such beautiful feedback. Yeah. So I think if you were going to like release your own music and do that, you kind of yeah, like you said, have to have that authenticity to to have that um confidence yeah. to be like this is mine Definitely. so sod it like i don't like, not everyone if, if no one if these people don't like it that's okay because yeah. i no, don't always like completely. that do you know I, mean? I mean i spent years thinking oh like i could do it go and do my music degree and whatever but what if nothing happens from it what if this what if that and i just got to the point where i was like do you know what i want to do this and it's much better for me to try and risk it all and nothing come from it and enjoy the experience and you know enjoy making my own music and listening to it than it is to just sit in fear yes. and not do anything about it because I'm scared of what people might think I just yeah no point living exactly. no point living in fear is it like um which I think you know I think we we've everyone falls oh, yeah, into to feeling that it's that worry isn't it but that's why that's why it's this is gonna sound so cheesy but that is why you just literally just oh, do yeah. what you want to do and follow and follow follow your own kind of like passions and yeah, and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Lydia, do you know what? It's been absolutely no, bloody brilliant too. talking with you. Um, um, and I just want to quickly ask you if people wanted to listen to your music or find you on any platform, um, how so would they find you? That's a great question. All my platforms are under the same name. It's L D I A official. It's just pronounced Lydia. Um, there's got I've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, and TikTok. Um, and yeah, that's how you find me. <laughs> Excellent. And, and what is your favorite oh, song favorite to, perform? to perform? Like my own or a cover? Uh, Any? Um, What's your favorite uh, one to do? <laughs> um, I think probably <laughs> my upcoming single called Psycho. I think that's the fu- the most fun to perform. It's funny. It's a funny song amazing and what's the just very quickly what's the brief outline what's the story behind Psycho? Uh, yeah, brief outline, like, I sound like a level long, already but, um, <laughs> brief outline I had an ex-girlfriend when I was 18 who joked if we ever broke up I could, call, I could write a song about her called 
psycho bitch sorry for the swearing um <laughs> and then um turned out she'd been reading my messages for a year so I turned it back all around and I wrote the song <laughs> excellent well I'm glad that there was yes, some, some positives coming from that but um thank you no, so thank so, you so much for talking me. with me and um yeah it's been yep, an absolute pleasure bye okay bye